Welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. I'm your host, Angela Lucier, award-winning professional speaker, author, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. Wow. Last episode of 2020. I have to say, I have been procrastinating on recording this episode, mostly out of fear, because I was going to, I knew that I was going to talk about myself (laughs) and I don't really want to. I don't really have a problem being an open book and sharing things about my life, but lately that's felt harder. And I think it's because sort of everything just feels harder at the moment. I think you know why. And I've been communicating a lot less lately because, you know, I don't really go anywhere and a lot of events are canceled and there's like fewer meetings and I guess I'm just more in my head. So when I thought about putting this episode together, I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. And then like weeks went by and I was like, so when should I, (laughs) when should I record that? That's the thing about not having a boss you kind of have to schedule it yourself. So I woke up this morning at 4.30 and it's now 6.30. And so for the last two hours, I've been thinking about what I'm going to record. And I promised myself when I woke up this morning, I was going to record this podcast. So I'm here. It's two hours later, but I've done everything I needed to do to prepare myself. I ate a breakfast. I had some tea. I actually have the tea here right now. I set up the space. I'm back in the glitter closet recording this. And yeah, I feel ready, I guess. So I hope you enjoyed the branding series. That series was meant to get you thinking about your why. I think that, you know, that Simon Sinek TED Talk that's so famous, that's all about starting with why. I feel like it has been following me around ever since it came out. And what I mean by that is people always talk to me about it. And I don't know if everybody's talking about it with everybody or if it comes up with me more often because of the work I do. But I would say every six months, someone's mentioning that TED Talk to me and reminding me of the value of going back to your why. So I've been doing that since September when I thought about the Speaker Sisterhood brand about my work, about my vision and my purpose and, you know, all those things that go into reevaluation. And it's been a a really, I want to say difficult, (laughs) difficult and also um, energizing process because it really requires you to think deeply about what you're doing. And it's so easy to go on autopilot once you build a plan and just like start running, <clears throat> at least for me. But to actually stop and become the architect once again of the thing you're building and the vision of where you want that thing to go, it requires some real time and reflection and honesty. So if you did that process as a result of listening to the branding series, I would love to hear what you learned about. I won't share it on the podcast. I'm just curious if you want to email me and tell me about what that process was like for you and what came of it. I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at Angela at speakersisterhood.com. 
uh, for me, I had some really big aha moments that were really exciting. And even though I started Speaker Sisterhood four years ago, I still feel like I'm figuring out what it is, which is cool. It's like, it's exciting because it's not like a mop, you know, it's like, that's a mop. We know that's a mop. That's, you wash the floor with it. Um, That's about it. But Speaker Sisterhood is so dynamic and there are so many benefits to it that are beyond learning how to give a speech. So I really wanted to think about how to talk about it going forward because if you become a member, you know, oh, this isn't actually what I thought it was. (laughs) It's really a deep dive into yourself and it's about being part of a community and it's about finding your truth and showing up and it's so many things. So I wanted the way I talk about it going forward to reflect that. And it was exciting when I discovered how to do that. (laughs) So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the new Speaker Sisterhood brand. And I'm also going to talk about beginnings and endings and some of the things that I've discovered over the last few months as I've really sat with these questions and tried to clarify for myself so that I know where I'm going and if you want to be part of it, where we're all going. (laughs) So I thought I would start with a clip I recorded a couple weeks ago in my car. I was driving home from the store and I was just like, I was all fired up. You know, you're ever fired up on the highway and you're like, I don't know if you do this, but I talk to myself all the time. And I just started like giving myself a speech and I thought, oh, I should, I should record a podcast when I get home. I feel like this is really like, there's a lot of energy here. I want to capture it. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to record it right now. And I just grabbed my phone and I put on the voice recorder and I recorded it as I was driving. So, um, don't worry. It's totally safe. It's just me talking. I'm not like, you know, staring at a computer screen (laughs) while driving down the highway. (laughs) So this next clip is, um, I entitled it when I saved it in my phone, what is this for? And I get into some of the, the work I was doing around branding. And after this clip, we'll come back and talk about what's going to be different about Speaker Sisterhood next year. And what have I learned about myself this year that's going to make being a leader of an organization different? And what's coming up? And what am I letting go of? And just some new exciting things. So here is my rant in the car, and then we'll be right back. I'm rebranding, re-messaging, rethinking Speaker Sisterhood and my work and my vision and my goals and, you know, what I'm doing and why and why it's important to me and why it's important work in the world. And I'm working with a coach who does branding and strategy who is wonderful, who I had on the show, Juju Cook not cook juju hook i met her on the show and i just fell in love with her and if if when you listen to my interviews if it sounds like i really like someone i actually really like someone so after i did that interview with her i connected with her and learned about her coaching services and really like signed up right away so in our first couple sessions we talked a lot about what is speaker sisterhood what does it mean to be a speaker sister 
what are we trying to do? And what it came down to and what was so glaringly obvious from the first 10 seconds of talking about this subject is that it's really not about public speaking at all. Public speaking is the vehicle to creating something bigger. And I talk about public speaking all the time because it's it's the act activity, it's the action you take to start exploring your ideas and your challenges and where you feel most scared, where you feel most energized, what you most want to say, what you're most afraid of saying. And in that exploration is where the learning and the growth comes from. Because we start to see sides of ourselves that we don't get to see otherwise. And in developing that skill of speaking, we're building confidence in ourselves and starting to realize, you know what? I'm an awesome person. I have great ideas. I have a lot to say. I have important work to do. I don't have any more time to waste. And then you start seeing more possibilities in life and you start saying yes to more things and you start seeing a bigger, brighter future for yourself and you stop comparing yourself to people on Instagram and Facebook and you start saying, my life is awesome because I'm building the thing I want. I'm creating the relationships I want. I'm creating the business I want. I'm writing the book I've always wanted to write. I'm spending my time doing what I want to do rather than constantly feeling like there's not enough time in the day. I have too much to do. I can't work on my dreams. I'm, you know, a hundred, whatever excuses you tell yourself to not do the thing you want to do, those excuses start to become pretty thin and you start to see like, yeah, I'm the only one standing in my way. So now what can I do to make something happen. So while I'm doing these branding sessions with Juju and thinking about what's motivating me and what I really want to create in the world, I keep coming back to these phrases like, I want to help give women their voice or connect with their voice to change their life and change the world. And I start feeling like, God, that is like so cliche. And that's like, it just feels so like, I don't know, like, yes, that is kind of what we're doing, but that just doesn't feel like it's getting to the core of why I'm doing it. And yesterday it hit me why I'm doing it. And I'm going to share a story which may sound completely unrelated, but just bear with me because it does connect with it. (laughs) If someone were to ask me the two sentences I said the most often in 2020, I would say, without a doubt, the two sentences are, get down and not in your mouth. (laughs) If you have young children or if you had young children, I'm sure you're laughing right now because you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I have a 17 month old, actually he'll be 17 months old tomorrow. And this kid climbs on everything. So I'm constantly saying, get down. We don't climb on that. Get down. And he puts everything in his mouth. Now, it's getting, that's that's getting a little better now that he's not teething. But not in your mouth is something I just say over and over again all day. And when I think about these two sentences, get down and not in your mouth, what I'm really saying is, 
It's my job to keep you safe. As your mother, I have to keep you safe. And this is how I'm doing it. And when I think about safety and keeping things, keeping kids safe, I feel a fire in my belly unlike any other fire I have ever felt. And if there's one thing I've learned about passion, it's when you feel that fire and you feel angry and you feel fired up, that's something to pay attention to because it means that it matters to you. And this is an important distinction because I think we've been taught to think that when we're trying to figure out our passion, we need to figure out something that makes us happy. But actually, you want to pay attention to what makes you angry because that means you're passionate about it and you've got a lot of feelings about it and it matters to you. So when I think about keeping my son safe or just keeping kids safe in general, I feel that fire and I think this is why I do what I do. Because if we have safe, healthy, growing, conscious, intentional adults, then we can keep our kids safe. If if we have adults in the world who are unconscious, who are wounded and traumatized and unmotivated and just feeling like a victim, we're not keeping our kids safe. We're passing on those those experiences and that mindset and we're not doing the best job we can to be safe adults for them. And when I think about connecting speaker sisterhood and helping women find their voice and helping women to make change in their lives, positive change in their lives, that directly impacts our children. It directly impacts children in the world, even if they're not their own children, because we're role modeling and we're changing the frequency and the vibration and the energy around us, which then changes the way our friends and family interact with us. It helps other people to want to level up. It helps our partners want to level up. And if we can become the person who is the example of who we, who we want to be in the world, then we're creating a safer place for our children. And that makes me so excited. And it gives me this feeling of hope and it it attaches a real motivation to the work that's so much bigger than let me teach you how to write a speech. And let me teach you how to put together a contract to get hired to go speak on a stage, which all of those tools are important, but it's the bigger mission of being these people who can be there for our kids. That really matters to me. And I have to say, when I hear stories about domestic violence and you know bad things happening to kids, I can't sleep at night. I, I, I really have a hard time living in a world knowing that kids aren't being cared for the way they should be. And when I meet adults who tell me stories about their childhood and the things that happened to them, I feel this pain in my body like nothing else. So when I made this connection yesterday between keeping our kids safe and the work I'm doing at Speaker Sisterhood, I became so um, 
just re-inspired and it reignited this fire in my in my belly and in my heart and it made me want to just get get going right now and this has been a tremendously difficult year for obvious reasons and also a lot of other reasons that I haven't even talked about yet on the podcast but I'm excited to get into more in 2021 now that the podcast is going to have a new format and I'm I'm going to talk about that more in an upcoming episode but you're going to you're going to have a lot more to think about from the podcast beyond speaking and this is part of my bigger mission and my plan to level up the work and and invite more women to this conversation and be part of this growing sisterhood and commit to a lifestyle and a mindset that can create the life and the world I think we all want to live in. And it really starts with us. It starts with us doing that. And we can point fingers and we can say it's the government and it's big corporations and it's this and that. But really, we have to step up and do it for ourselves and for our families and for our communities. And I want Speaker Sisterhood to be the place that gives you that inspiration and the tools and the community and the information and just that belief in yourself that you can do it. Because I know you can. We all can. But we have to be plugged into each other and we have to be committed to it. And we have to know how to get started. So just wait. (laughs) Things are about to pop off and get really crazy. I'm sitting in my driveway. I just got home. I just recorded this episode in my car. And I want to say I was driving home from the store and I started thinking about this and I thought I'm going to get home and I'm going to throw on my microphone and I'm going to record this episode. And then two seconds later, I thought, no, I'm going to record this episode right now while I'm driving. (laughs) So if you heard my blinker, that's why. That's what that was. And I think it's, it's me remembering I don't have to wait. If I feel inspired in a moment and I feel like I want to do something, I have all the tools around me all the time to get started and make the thing that I want to make. And you do too. And I'm going to remind you that of that as often as I can, because we have a job to do and it's time that we all start getting going on that job. So we've got a world out there that's needs some help, needs a lot of help. And I think us as, as women and part of the speaker sisterhood, it's our job to take to take the the call and put on our work boots <laughs> and our overalls. I love overalls, so you don't have to wear overalls, but I'm going to probably and a hoodie and let's get going, all right? All right. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. I have to say when I made that connection between speaker sisterhood and a passion of mine, it felt really good. And it doesn't, it's interesting because it's not an obvious connection. It's not like, oh, obviously I'm doing speaker sisterhood because I want to help kids. Like, (laughs) it doesn't sound like, it's not like, oh, I'm starting a a daycare where kids can go learn about nature because I want to help kids. Like, it doesn't seem like an obvious connection, but it really is. So uh, I hope in hearing about that, it helped you maybe spark some ideas about why you're doing what you're doing, even if it doesn't seem obvious. And maybe I'll even spark some ideas about changing what you're doing because it's not aligning with the things that really get you fired up. And I think this year, we probably learned what gets us fired up. You know, this was really a year of getting fired up. Like 
so much on social media, so much on the news. There was so many so many debates going on. So many people were so fired up about, I mean, ob- obvious reasons, so many things going on in the world to be fired up about, but noticing what for you really landed and felt like that's not okay with me. That's where you start. All right, let's talk about something I haven't mentioned <laughs> in months. <laughs> I did an episode earlier this year, I think maybe in, I want to say April, where I talked about going to therapy and learning from my therapist that you know everyone has addictions and it's about whether or not we want to recognize those addic- addictions and work on them that makes the difference. And I decided I was going to acknowledge them and work on them. And the addictions that I have are workaholism, which has been glamorized by the entrepreneur life, hashtag hustle. Um, The second one is codependence, trying to people please. This is actually a very, very common addiction, especially for women because of the way we're raised. And the third addiction is love addiction. And I think all three of these are actually kind of misunderstood as I got to learn more about them. And this isn't actually going to be an episode about addiction. We are going to do an episode on that soon. But I want to just mention that by going to the 12-step programs for these addictions and talking about them in therapy and being conscious of them, I have changed my life. (laughs) It's December and what, it's been eight months since I discovered these addictions. It's, it's really, when you commit, or I'm not going to say you, I, when I commit to making change in my life and I really work on it, it, it does make a difference, you know? Like when I, when I sit down every day and I try to be aware of the things that I don't want to do anymore, things do start to change. And I mention this because... It's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. I used to be so good at dissociating from my feelings and just sitting down and working, like putting my head down and I could work for 10, 12, 14 hours, no problem. And now I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Like if I'm not feeling okay, I can't work. And I think that's a good thing. I'm proud of myself for that. And now when I notice that there's something going on inside me that feels off, or feels bad, I sit with it and I do the work, the steps that my therapist taught me to do and I come out of it and then I feel ready to work and not in a state of I'm going to now numb myself through the work, but instead I'm going to connect with the work in a healthy way and not hide from the pain. And that has been life-changing. And as far as codependence goes, Noticing when I have the desire to take care of people and abandon myself has also been huge. I never noticed how much I do that and how hard it is to change it because I just want everyone to feel good and I want everyone to feel supported and I want everyone to feel safe around me and I want them to know I'm there for them and I'm in their corner. But And I can do all those things, but not at my expense. And that has been a huge lesson too this year to be able to do both at the same time. And sometimes I have to set a boundary the other person doesn't like, and it makes me feel like I'm going to die, but I don't die. And it starts to feel easier every time. (laughs) And actually, 
in the process of feeling like I'm going to die from setting a boundary, I also feel a tremendous amount of power that I haven't felt before. And it's really amazing and special. And it's like my own gift to myself that I get to experience. And I love it. And as far as the love addiction, I haven't been in a relationship now since a year ago. I broke up with my son's father. And I mean, I've been working through that relationship all year, but I haven't been in another relationship. But I know that love addiction is actually like staying in a bad relationship because you're addicted to the feeling of what you get from it, you know, from whatever past traumas it reminds you of or pain it reminds you of. It's like you stay with it for some reason. And so I'm I'm working on a lot of that stuff. And we're going to talk about that more in the addiction episode too. So I just wanted to give an update on that because we're talking about beginnings and endings on today's show. And it's not that that's necessarily a beginning or ending. I think there's a continuum when it comes to addiction, but it does feel like a lot of progress and it feels awesome. So if you struggle with addiction of any sort, like you just notice that when you're not, when you're having you feel sad or you feel scared or lonely or angry and you find something to numb those feelings, whether it's food or reality TV or social media or, you know, there's so many things. Pay attention to that and ask yourself, like, would I rather understand what's going on here or do I want to just keep ignoring it? Because when you understand what's going on, it actually, it helps you to like work, work it out and then move past it or at least be aware of it, and you can build strength from that instead of being owned by it. And that's been a really cool lesson this year. I don't know why I'm out of breath. I think it's because I just, like, don't talk that much anymore. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. (laughs) So what's new? What's a beginning for Speaker Sisterhood next year? I have been working with my coach, as I mentioned in that uh, clip from my car, And she and I mapped out a whole plan for next year. Like I have all of 2021 mapped out and I'm excited about it because there are a ton of new offerings. One of the things you, if you've been following Speaker Sisterhood or this podcast for a while, you know, like this year I didn't roll out a lot of new stuff. I was really kind of just keeping it status quo, trying to kind of get through this time. But now I'm going to be bringing out a lot of new courses, short courses, like one hour courses and longer courses. Like I'm going to bring back speaking school for women to help you become, learn how to become a paid speaker. That's both online now and in person in the future. I'm going to be bringing back online presenting made easy to help you be a better presenter in front of the screen and learn all the skills it takes to be a strong speaker in front of a camera and with no live audience sitting right in front of you. And there's going to be pop-up courses or pop-up talks, they're called. And they're just short 60-minute courses that give you the nuts and bolts on a bunch of different subjects related to speaking. I'm also going to be doing VIP days, which are like full day coaching one-on-one with people who want to learn how to build their brand as a speaker, learn how to build a signature talk, be a better uh, interviewee on a podcast, build their their brand up, all the stuff that goes into becoming a speaker. And (laughs) I'm building a new uh, self-assessment on my website that helps you discover whether or not you're ready to speak up and be heard. And then there's a whole quick start plan to help you start speaking up. And that's going to come out at the end of January. So I've been like really busy behind the scenes building stuff. It's been really fun. And I'm excited to roll all this stuff out in 2021, which is like in two weeks. (laughs) 
Also, this podcast is going to be changing, which is big because it's been this same way for the last four years. I'm going to be adding a co-host. I know. I know. (laughs) I was thinking about the podcast a lot this year because I love doing this. And I thought, you know, we've covered like everything you can cover on, on public speaking. And I've talked to you a lot about a lot of different things. And I want to bring some new energy and new ideas and broaden the scope of the show. So I have a co-host coming on. I happen to love podcasts that have two hosts. I love the rapport and the jokes and hearing personal stories and the back and forth. And I decided let's do it. We'll be Howard and Robin. So (laughs) uh, you might remember uh, her from past episodes. She's been on many episodes of my show, and she's a very popular guest, Dr. Jolie Hamilton. She is also a close friend of mine, and I love uh, her background in terms of how she can complement what I bring to the show. She has a background in relationship coaching, sex therapy. She has a doctorate in depth psychology. She's just a well-rounded person. She somehow has skills in like everything. Whenever there's something broken or I don't know how to do something, I call her. I'm like, do you know anything about this? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I write a book on that or I used to run a business on that. Or she just happens to know everything about everything. So I invited her on the show because she's great. And I just think we could have a lot of fun. And we're doing a 90-day trial. So we're going to test it out and see how it goes. And then we'll decide from there if we want to keep going or not. So our first episode will be coming out in early January, and we'll be talking all about the new scope of the show, which will include topics about voice and topics about building confidence and topics about sisterhood. These are three things that are really at the core of what I want to focus on going forward, and they're still in alignment with what I've been doing, but they help create more uh, depth around the subject of speaking and the importance of all three of them if you want to find your voice. So getting to those three, I call them the big three, voice, confidence, and sisterhood, was part of the branding exercise I did this year. And I have to say, it was so hard to figure those out. And I don't know about you, but I feel like when you're really close to something, it's hard to see it. It's like it's out of focus because you're like inside of it. It's like being inside of a snow globe, you know? <laughs> it's like, but when you're outside, you can, you can see everything inside the snow globe. It's really obvious. So sometimes when I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing, I'll call people who have a, a sense of what I do and I'll ask them to describe it to me because their words and their description of it helps me to get a better grasp on what I'm doing because they only have, you know, an outsider's perspective and they describe it with different words. And it's, it's just, it's a helpful way to get outside of my own head. So that was what I did. And I talked to my mentor. I talked to my coach. I talked to my therapist. I talked to my friends. I talked to speaker sisterhood members and I asked them like, how would you define speaker sisterhood? And when you talk about me, what do you think of? And, and like, what do I do for you? And I tried to really get a sense of like, where's the value and what's the message? And it was really funny when I asked people about how they would describe me. Everybody used the same word. There were a lot of other words too, but there was one word that was in common among all of them. And it was funny because (laughs) 
<laughs> when they said the word, almost all of them apologized for using it because it's just so overused at this point. Maybe you can guess it. The word they used was empowering. And they were like, okay, I know this is like cliche and like everybody says this word, but really you're empowering. And I liked hearing that because if a lot of people feel that way, that means it's probably true. <laughs> you know, if it's just one person, it's like, well, maybe there's this something I do that can, uh, helps them feel empowered. But if, you know, 10 people are saying that, then that and without asking them, honestly, you know, multiple choice out of these five descriptors, which one would you pick? Just out of the blue, they picked that word. So I wanted to use the concept of empowerment as the centerpiece for what we're doing because it's my strength and it's also what speaker sisterhood is about so without ever really using that word in you know the messaging and in um upcoming branding exercises i use that as the inspiration for what i'm doing so one of the questions that my coach asked me that really <laughs> I don't know, it kind of made me feel embarrassed and shamed, but was also, <clears throat> I think, was the starting point of making me think differently about what I'm doing was when we were talking about speaker sisters and our membership, we call them speaker sisters. She said to me, well, what does it mean to be a speaker sister? And <laughs> this is the embarrassing part. I was like, well... <laughs> They pay the membership. <laughs> and she was like, well, is there anything else? Like, how do they know that they're a speaker sister besides paying the membership? And I said, well, they don't know. They go to the meetings. <laughs> I was thinking about it from like a, an operations standpoint, you know. And she said, well, I think you should think about it from an identity standpoint. Like someone who identifies as something, there's usually a reason for it. And like if you identify with a political party or if you identify with um, a certain lifestyle, like you're vegan or you identify with a, um, I don't know, just anything like there's a reason, there's something about it that connects you, that makes you feel like that's me. So what is it about being a speaker sister that would attract people to it? And that really blew my mind because I had to think deeply about like the profile of the person that I'm trying to help. And that made me go back to the values of Speaker Sisterhood. And I realized I did a really good job of outlining our guiding principles, our mission, and our vision, and we created a code of conduct, but I never really clearly outlined the values of Speaker Sisterhood, which was really weird because <laughs> I know that's something that's important to do. I don't know how I missed that, but I went back to the drawing board and decided I was going to pick five core values. And then I was going to use those to think about what a speaker sister is. So I want to go through them with you really quick. And I'm excited because everyone I've shared this with so far is like, wow, I got chills or like that is huge. And it made me feel like we're on the right track. So the five values I chose were commitment, consciousness, communication, community, and contributor. Isn't it cool that they all be long, they all begin with five, with C? They're five C words, which is just like I don't know. There's something very like satisfying about that. <laughs> so the profile of what a speaker sister is: she is relentlessly committed. That's the first one. She commits to personal and professional goals. Why don't you, as I go through this, why don't you like 
maybe hold up your fingers and like if something applies to you, like, you know, put your finger out and see how many of these um, describe you. Because my, my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, all of them describe you. So relentlessly committed. And what does that mean? <laughs> so you commit to your personal and professional goals, your mental and physical health, your growth and learning opportunities, and you only say yes if it's a hell yes. And you only you have no time available for bullshit in your life. And some of this can be aspirational. Like maybe you only want to say yes if it's a hell yes. You're not perfect at it yet, but that is a goal you strive for. And you're committed to your goals. Even if you fall down sometimes, you try to keep coming back to them. And this, this word commitment is my word for 2021. I don't know if you pick a word for yourself, but 2020, my word was architect, which I think I've succeeded at. <laughs> and 2021 is commitment. So personal commitment to myself and committing to my goals and my health and opportunities. So if that one applies to you, uh, hold one finger out. The second one is radically conscious. And that means that you're aware of and honor your feelings, your intuition, your needs and desires. You practice mindful beginnings and endings, and you have clarity around your finances and financial goals. That one was a big one to write. And I think that a lot of that came from what I learned this year about the importance of being conscious and not being an autopilot and not numbing yourself and not just having like magical thinking, hoping that things will all work out, even if you're not in alignment and you're not totally aware of what you need or what you want. And when you show up and honor those things, how your life can change. So if radically conscious applies to you, or if it's an aspirational piece, hold up another finger. The third one is responsible communicator. That means impeccable with your word, speaks up for yourself and others without a voice, has integrity in your communications, and seeks opportunities to continually build skills in this area. Huge, 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 huge. Learning how to be a better communicator is a lifelong pursuit. We can all be better at this. And I love that that is at the core of Speaker Sisterhood because it's something that is so important for us as people to be able to talk to each other and also to be able to express ourselves and articulate what we're thinking. It's so big. So if you're in that category of responsible communicator, hold up another finger. <laughs> the fourth is reliant on community. You allow your sisterhood to support you. You ask for help from professionals and friends and seek deep and real connections. This one, I can already hear a lot of people going, oh, I'm not really good at asking for help. I know. I know. <laughs> That's a hard one. But remember, some of this is aspirational. I learned this year about the importance of asking for help. I mean, being a single mom and during a pandemic, um, you know, working from home by myself with like no team in person is hard. So I have built an amazing support system I have to rely on every day in different ways. I'm going to be doing an episode on asking for help in, in January. So if you struggle here, don't worry, we got you. But if you want to be reliant on community and be able to feel supported and held by them, you can hold up a finger. If you're already doing it, hold up a finger. 
The fifth and final one is revolutionary contributor. You live with an eye toward being in service and you're mission driven. You seek problems to solve and create solutions to be shared with the world. Is that you? I think it is. <laughs> I love that one. You know, the other thing, these are all five C's, but they're also five RCs. Relentlessly committed, radically conscious, responsible communicator, reliant on community, and revolutionary contributor. How many do you have held up? I'm hoping you have all five. I think you do. I think you do. So this was really fun. This felt like a major breakthrough to write and now to hang on my wall and to look at. And every time I build something new, I can go, is this really accomplishing the goals of the person I most want to help? Is this speaker sister going to be able to move forward with her life in some way because of something I'm offering her? And that makes me really excited. <laughs> so that was a big part of my branding exercise. And I wanted to share it with you because it's something you might want to try yourself. And uh, if you do, be patient. Let it simmer. Roll stuff around. Ask people for feedback. Don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask them questions that will help you get outside your head because it makes a big difference. So I think that's, that's it for right now. There's a lot changing, and I have a call actually with my coach today because we put so much on the calendar for next year that I'm actually feeling like I don't even know what to work on. <laughs> I don't know if you ever get that way, but I'm sure I could separate it all out and kind of work through it, but I'm going to rely on help. I, asked, I reached out to her and I said, can we have a, a meeting tomorrow and talk through all the stuff on the calendar and move things around so that when I sit down, I know exactly what I need to work on. Because I don't like wasting time thinking about what's important, what can wait, what do I need to work on right now. I want that all mapped out. So we're meeting in a few hours and I'm excited about that. So I hope you had a lot of opportunities to learn this year. And if you are someone who likes to reflect on the year at this time of year, one thing I'm going to do that maybe will be helpful to you is I'm creating two vision boards. I haven't done a vision board in a while, but I'm really feeling motivated to do one this year. One is called Recognizing My Losses. I had a lot of losses this year, both good and bad, like things I wanted to shed and things that just unfortunately didn't work out. So I'm making up a loss, a loss palace. <laughs> so I'm going to like write, I'm going to draw a big house on like a palace on a piece of paper. And then I'm going to fill in each room with different losses, like pictures of the losses and just as a way of honoring it and visualizing it and seeing it and being able to just like have a moment with it. And the second vision, vision board I'm going to make is of my goals for next year, which have been crystallized with my coach. And I'm very excited about them. I'm very clear on them. And I'm going to just put some pictures to it. So if that's something that helps you, this is a fun time of year to do something like that. So this is my last solo episode, maybe forever. It's been so great doing this. And I hope you've enjoyed listening. I appreciate you being here and spending your time with me. I know there are a million, not a million, there are a lot of podcasts and there are a lot of options. And I appreciate that you're taking the time to learn from me and be part of this journey. So if you have anything you want to share, always feel free to. You can email me at Angela at SpeakerSisterhood.com. And if you want to give me a Christmas present, I would love it if you left me a review on iTunes. It only takes a minute and it helps a lot of people find the show. 
So um, that's it for me this year, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time. <laughs>